This is Madeline. And this is Cami. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 111. 111. How do you know what your audience really wants? Yo, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. If you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. It's important to know how to best serve your community, and you can do this by getting to know them on a more intimate level. You need to strike up regular conversations with them. They can help you take your ideas to the next level, which will allow you to serve them even better. Exactly. We're going to run through our three-part framework for honing in on your ideal audience for your content and services. And the first one is to choose who you want to serve. So you're going to be creating lots of content and spending time with your customers. Make sure they are your people, people that you want to serve. Ask yourself every day, what does my audience need for me today? I love this question. By the way, I got that from James Wedmore. He talked about that in his How to Create Your Best Content Yet, episode 295. Along with being a podcaster, I am a avid podcast listener. I know you are too, Madeline. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I love James Wedmore. But I surprisingly, I have not listened to that episode yet. And I need to. I usually listen to his as soon as they come out. Mm -hmm. Me too, actually. But this one is really, really powerful. And you really want to make sure you're talking to people you want to talk to. I'm in a group and we're trying to choose our ideal customer avatar. That's sort of happening right now. And I hear a lot of people say like, you know, I have these two audiences. There's this one audience and they do this. And then there's this other audience and they're this. And my question to them always is, but which one do you want to serve? Which one lights you up when you get up in the morning? You think, I want to go help these particular kind of people. So pick the kind of audience that you're going to light up to serve because your passion is going to be a lot of what they're attracted to. People know if you are passionate about them and their problems and helping them. So you definitely want to pick an audience you want to serve as well as one that would be the most profitable, which is awesome. But if you're serving an awesome, profitable audience that you don't care about even a little, then you're not going to have a great time with that. So one of the things that we were talking about, and, and actually, this is another thing James said, is that if you say, hey, I don't have an audience though, how do I go talk to my audience? <laughs> you know, so I know right. I hear that a lot. I don't have an audience. He said something really insightful. He said, you know, if you haven't built an audience, maybe it's because you haven't done the work yet. So one of the things I think that's really important is to get to know the people out there is to interview people. Set up your calendar, use Calendly or some kind of tool like that, and just put a, a block in your calendar, say Tuesday afternoons and Thursday afternoons or whatever works for you and your your calendar, and just start talking to people. When you see somebody online, then think, 
hey, that could be somebody who would be the ideal person, the kind of audience I want to serve. Just ask them to jump on a 15-minute call with you to talk to you. Tell them you're not going to sell them anything. You don't want to give them... This is not the place to sell your programs or ideas or services. This is the place to ask them exactly what they need from you, what they need, what their problems are, what problems you can solve. And it may even help you choose what to sell them in the end. And you can take really good notes of what they say, by the way, because the words that come out of their mouth are gold. You can use them in your marketing copy. I've done this many, many times. We've talked about this on other episodes. I did it with some ads that we did to get a women's conference filled up. And I talked to people in a group that I had put together for that conference if they had decided to go forward and ask them, what do you want to solve? What kind of problems do you want to solve at this conference? And they gave me some gold. And I just took exactly what they said. And then I used that in the ads to fill up the conference and it totally sold out. So um, you just want to use that gold that comes out of the mouth of the people that are talking to you. So these will be well worth your time, these 15-minute calls. Ryan Levesque wrote a book called The Ask Method, and I have a link to it in the notes. He has some great ideas of questions you can ask your customer. And here's one that I have adapted for my own. I use this a lot. When I talk to people, I ask them, when it comes to, and I say social media, because that's what I do. I say, hey, when it comes to social media, what is the one thing that frustrates you the most? In fact, if you're listening to this right now, go over to Twitter or Facebook and say, at Chat and send me what frustrates you the most about social media right now. And that right there is exactly what I'm going to try to solve for you. I'm going to create content about that. I'm going to create methods to help you get over that problem. Can you see how this is really going to help people, Madeline? Absolutely. It's such a great idea. And I'm such a big fan of when you were saying before about interviewing people, doing a 15-minute phone call, Pat Flynn has been doing this for years where he randomly selects people from his mailing list every month and just has these short conversations with them on the phone just to find out what can you do to better serve them. And there's just nothing better than asking, how can you help? What's frustrating you? What can I do to make things easier for you? I'm a big fan of doing polls. I do them on Twitter and Facebook all the time. Actually, in my private Facebook group, I just did one last week. It was really interesting. You'll find this amusing, Cami. So I was starting to think, Maybe I'm tweeting too much generic social media. I read social media articles every day and I just feel like some of these are really good and I want to share them with my community on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And I was starting to think, hmm, everybody knows me for Twitter. Maybe I should just focus on just sharing Twitter only, like on Twitter, sharing about Twitter and not other social media platforms. So I went to my private Facebook group and I said, quick poll, I need your help. And I explained that for years, my Twitter feed consists of helpful tools, tips, resources, for social media with an emphasis on Twitter marketing. Do you like that? Or would you rather I focus on Twitter? Overwhelmingly, everybody says, keep doing what you're doing. Just keep doing the social media with the emphasis on Twitter. One person said, just do Twitter. (laughs) So it was a way to validate like, okay, I'm still on track. I'm doing what people want. You want to know what people want is so important. So yeah, these these are such great ideas that you're talking about. So I wanted to throw that out there. Right. And here's the thing, Madeline, are you willing to do the work? Because most people never will. They'll never go out and ask their audience. They'll never go out there. They'll say, I don't have an audience. But honestly, you can see all the time people asking questions in group that you could answer. If you see a question that you could answer, that's a person you want to talk to. Absolutely. That's just a very quick thing. So most people will never do that work. But if you do, it will be your secret weapon. It absolutely will be your secret weapon if you do the work. Absolutely. I like to know what my audience wants. And so it really helps, you know, just having that conversation with your community on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. 
And next up, we're going to talk about validating your ideas with your ideal audience. So you need to validate what your audience wants from you. And it's going to boil down to two questions you need to ask yourself and your ideal audience. Number one, what problem are you solving for your ideal community member, your ICM, ideal community member? And what will life be like for them after you solve the problem? So I have an example to talk about with my video, like a rock star program that you've heard me mention before on this podcast. So the example is, what happens when you get clear about the problem your customer has and how will they feel once they solve it? And Sandy Mensel, who is a longtime podcast listener here, she loves our podcast. And she was also one of my students for the Video Like a Rockstar program. We did an impromptu live stream in our private Facebook community about our recent episode, number 106, on how to overcome your fear of live streaming. And Sandy came on the live stream and chatted with us. And she talked about how my video like a rockstar program helped her to get over the fear and intimidation when it came to not being camera ready. And so that was her pain point. And a lot of people in that community shared that same pain point. That's why I started that program. And she told me she got over it very quickly. She shared what she learned that it's about your authentic self more than your polished look. And we know that's true. I mean, Cammy, there's plenty of times when you and I are like, you know, let's go live streaming, but but wait a minute, should we put some makeup on first? Should we fix our hair? That's just a common thing a lot of us women have. You know, it's like, are do we look camera ready? Do are we polished enough? And it's not something we really need to stress over. It also helped for Sandy to build up her confidence and learn what to say and realize that what she had to offer was valuable. So, you know, how she felt after her problem was solved, right? And so confidence. Yes. Yeah. And so sometimes that's what it takes is just building up that confidence and showing your community that they can do it. Because, you know, my motto is you can do it. If you want to listen to this entire live stream that Kimmy and I did, it's in our private Facebook group. And if you're not a member of the group, just keep in mind when you sign up, the secret word is action. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And if you need some help thinking of ways to connect with people that might be part of your ideal audience, you can listen to episode 44 we did where we asked for feedback from customers with polls and surveys, just like what I was talking about a few minutes ago of the importance of doing polls and surveys. We go into more detail with that in episode 44. Go to communities at convert.com slash episode 44. Absolutely. And then the third thing and the final part of the framework is engaging that audience with questions. So you you validated some of your ideas with your ideal audience. And now you're going to kind of go deeper with the questions. And so we did want to didn't want to leave you hanging on the questions. So I really love Amy Porterfield's recent episode, The Better Buzz Strategy to Boost Engagement in your Facebook group. She talked to Dana Malstaff. She's the founder of Boss Mom. She has this community with 40,000 people, a private Facebook community, wow, which that's a lot. honestly, I don't even know how you do something like that. I wouldn't want a 40,000, I don't think, person Facebook community. Maybe I would. You grow into it, I guess. But engaging with your audience is so important. But you know, how do you ask them and what kinds of questions should you ask to keep them engaged? It's really one of the hardest things in a group is keeping people talking and going. You have to really put a lot of time and effort into it. And what I liked is Dana actually had six posts that she used to bump up engagement in her group. And I thought I'd share some of these with you guys and kind of explain her thinking on it and sort of my thinking on how we approach the same thing. So the first one is a decision post. Often she'll ask people to help her make a decision, but instead of putting it in a poll, she doesn't care about polls so much, by the way. 
she likes to put it together a a poll, but like not a Facebook poll in the way that they do it, but put in like option one, option two, option three in the actual description and then ask people to say which option they want in the comments. Gotcha. So the yeah. reason why is because it keeps bumping up your overall engagement. So if you have hundreds and hundreds of people putting in two, three, one, whatever, Facebook really likes that kind of engagement where people are kind of engaging in that post on a regular. I don't know if they'll ever go to the kind of thing they've done in Instagram where they really want five words or more. So if you're an Instagram, this just one character thing doesn't work that well. Instagram wants people to put entire sentences because there's a lot of bots out there that are putting like these looks great, awesome photo, you know, kind of things. And so they're trying to overcome that on Instagram. But on Facebook, inside of a private Facebook group, this is still working really well. And it's surfacing these posts and making them come up to the top. And then she uses decision posts like to do the next piece of content or to give them what they want, which I love because that's really what you want to do is give your audience what they want. And you do it sort of in a way that is doable for you. You're not just asking open-ended what you want. She says, here's three things I'm willing to create. Which one do you want first? I love that. Opinion posts were the second one she talked about. And that's really where you ask people's opinions on something. People love to give their opinions. You want to open the floor for people to really talk about what's interesting. And what I loved about what she said about opinion posts is she said that, you know, there's certain people that will say, I like this or I like that. Do you like hamburgers or do you like hot dogs? They'll say, well, I like hamburgers. But then there'll be a person that says, I like hamburgers because they're big and juicy and they have pickles and onions and lettuce and tomatoes. And they write an entire paragraph about their opinion. And what she does with those is she has her team reach out to them and try to jump on a 15 minute call with her Ooh, to ask them smart. more information. Yes. Wow. I was like, that's brilliant. Snap. That is so brilliant. Anyway, what I loved about that, and that's great for any of these. So if you're wondering like, who are the right people to ask to jump on a 15 minute call with you? It's those people who really like to share. So that give these long answers and long ideas. The third one she talked about was a permission post. I really like this one. You see this one a lot on Instagram, I have to be honest. And that's really talking about a person as they are now. So you're wanting to connect with somebody and have a shared experience. For example, have you ever been in traffic and you got stuck behind a guy who was in the right turn lane, but they were going straight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you wanted, <laughs> it's not annoying. Is that not the most annoying thing ever? Or, you know, which of you out there has ever really thought, you know, I don't really love my child right now? You know, something like that, you know, or I heard one the other day from someone who said, you know, when I realized when my child was born that I was not meant to be a stay-at-home mom, you know, and I knew that wasn't a popular opinion. You know, people people want this stuff. So it's like this permission to be who you are post that people put out there that kind of lets you connect with your audience on a deeper level. Now, this one requires you to be a little more vulnerable, so it may not work for all brands. But I really loved this idea of like permission to be who you are. You go, girl. And that's really what what it is. Those posts that where people say, you got this, you know, you're, you're amazing. This is all great. You know, those are the kind of posts. And they really do get a lot of interaction and engagement because people see them and they're kind of a stop sign because they may see themselves in that. And they're like, wow, some permission for me to be who I am. Loved it. The other one was the humble brag, which is I can't help myself. You know, I, I loved that. You know, that's just where you tell people what you've done. Those are always a little scary for me. I don't know about you, Madeline, but like, you know, I was on the news today and blah, blah, blah. So I always look for something inside of those that has some sort of value for my audience. You know, I'll talk about something that happened 
in a way that is affirming to the people I'm talking to. So she was talking about that. And then the ask post, which is a call to action. So every once in a while, you do have to go on there and sell something or say my program is open or available. You know, So don't be afraid to do that. But obviously, it's not every post. That's what I loved. She had a variety of posts and then an authority post. And that's like maybe a live stream where you come on and teach or where you come on and do a hot seat and connect with people in that way. I love all of these ideas. They're really good ideas. I'm sure there's a million more, but I really like these. These were great, a great start. What do you think? Oh, these are excellent. I mean, what better way to bump up the engagement in your group than doing these things? And you can always just experiment and try these types of posts and see what grabs the attention of your audience. Some may work better than others. Right. And I know some people do like, you know, certain things on certain days, but yes. what I what I found and that does work to a certain degree. Oh, another one that she didn't talk about, which I think is a really good one, is a share post, like where you say, Hey, tell us what your, you know, the thing, the biggest win you've had this week. Yeah. For I example. Like those. I like those a lot too, because that gives people a chance to talk about what they're doing. In most groups, it's not allowed for you to self-promote. Right. So having a thread where they can self-promote, where you give them permission to do so is great. It gives them an opportunity to really talk about what they're up to. It's good to have your team or yourself come back in behind that and acknowledge them so that they know, you know, somebody was actually watching or listening or looking. So those kinds of posts are just great. But be careful not to get too rote because after a while, people will tune you out. So, you know, if you always have Travel Tuesday, it gets kind of old after like the 14th Travel Tuesday. So (laughs) right. Remember the whole Pavlov's dog thing? You know, Pavlov's dog was, they taught the dog to salivate whenever they gave him a treat. Just the ringing of the bell began to make the dog salivate. It's because sometimes when they rang the bell, they gave him the treat. And sometimes when they rang the bell, they didn't. So that was why that whole Pavlov's dog, that's where that came from. Because you don't always want to be the same and, and predictable because then people stop paying attention. Yeah, that's a great point. These are all really great ways of doing posts in your group. And I'm definitely going to have to go listen to that episode that Amy Porterfield did with Dana Malstaff because it sounds awesome. It's another one I've downloaded, but I haven't listened to yet. So I'm going to go jump on these and listen to both of Mm -hmm. these podcasts that we're talking about today because there's just so much we can learn from hearing how people are doing it and doing it well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In fact, made me think we should invite her onto the show. Maybe we will do that for you guys. That would be really cool. Anyway, so it's action time, Madeline. Yes. Totally action time. What do we do? We we love our action takers. We know those of you that are listening right now, you're ready to take action with what you just learned. So what we want you to do is define who you think your ideal customer is and then search for someone like that. That could be an old client, someone in a group, things like that, and set up a 15-minute call with them. Ask them questions about their biggest frustration and roadblocks when it comes to whatever your topic is. Share what you learn with us in the Facebook group or ask questions, but do come join us and talk about it. Go to communitiesatconvert.com slash group. Wow, this went really fast and it's been a great episode. So we're really looking forward to seeing you guys next week and hearing from you in the group, hopefully this week. Come on in, join us and yeah, have a great week. See you soon. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline, and I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode, and we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar, that's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R, 
and also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from the Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.